Welcome to the Running Jump Podcast. This is Joe, and today I'm going to be talking about the magic of planning your runs one week at a time. Before we get into that, I want to remind you that I am not a doctor. I have never pretended to be a doctor. Do not take anything I say here as medical advice. Now to give a quick update on my own training, I am back on half marathon running. I had some speed work this week. I ran one mile at a warm-up pace and then three miles at my goal pace for the race. And, you know, it went really well. And tomorrow morning, I'm looking at running 11 miles. And, you know, I'm feeling good right now. Like, my legs feel fine. I am just had a lot of successful runs in a row. So hopefully I can keep that going. And now on to the main topic. The magic of planning your runs one week at a time. This is something that has really worked well for me personally, and I really haven't seen it suggested on too many places. Actually, anywhere, really. It's really something that I came up with that has worked best for me, and really I think it's something that you can use right from the time you start running as a beginner up until the point you're like a very advanced runner and you're able to hire a coach or something like that. So no matter what your level is, it's something that you can at least like think about trying. Now, most people are in one of two groups. There are the people that are running with no plan and they're just mainly running when they feel like it or just like, oh, I'm going to run three days a week, but like they're not really measuring anything or they're just doing it for fun, really. And then there are people who have a plan that they found online, they found an app for, and maybe they came up with something themselves and they've written in a calendar how much miles they're supposed to run every day for the next like few months to get ready for some race they're training for. Now, before I get into how to plan one week at a time, I'm going to just like quickly touch on why these types of plans don't work for me. With no long-term plan at all, it's really hard to measure how you're progressing. Like, you don't really know, like, from week to week, it's like how much you even ran in that week. Also, if you only run when you feel like it, you probably aren't going to actually feel like running four to five times a week. And it will probably be very difficult to make it become like a habit. So you might only end up running one or two times a week, and you won't really get that much better. And if your goal is just to have fun running, that's fine, but you probably won't ever be able to complete like a longer race following a plan like this. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, there are people who plan every single run, and they'll either print out something they found online that'll every single day for like the next few months, they tell you exactly how far you should run. There might even be some speed work on there. Now, I think this can be a good starting point for a lot of people. But for myself, I really never had that much success when I was trying to follow a plan exactly. Even if it was like a plan I came up with myself and just there was one time I bought a calendar and just wrote every single day how long I was supposed to run. The main problem with these plans is that they are just made for the general population. They aren't really tailor-made for you. They're trying to make a plan that will be 
useful to the most amount of runners possible. But the biggest problem I found with these plans is if you have a, a week that didn't go well, either you just missed runs because something came up or you weren't able to complete the mileage that was written, what are you supposed to do the next week? Are you just supposed to repeat the week that you failed on? Are you supposed to put the miles that you didn't do into the next week? So like the week coming up has even more miles, even though you didn't succeed on the past one. Do you just plow ahead and go for the next week and hope that the next week goes better? It's really tough to figure out what you should do in that situation. Another problem with it, if you are following a plan like this, it's almost like every week, it's just completely expected that you will be able to finish all these weeks. So when you do, and say you finish 100% of all the runs, all the speed work, whatever they have you doing in a week, it doesn't even feel like it was that much of a success. It just feels like you just sort of did what you were supposed to do. Having a successful week is definitely a small accomplishment that you should celebrate, but if you are following someone else's plan, it just really doesn't even feel like that at all. So what should you do instead? Well, now I'm going to start talking about how to plan your runs one week at a time. First, you need to figure out what your weekly mileage is. And if you followed what I said in episode one, you should already know what you're currently running. From there, you can apply what is known as the 10% rule. And what the 10% rule it says is that however many miles you are running, you can add 10% to that for the next week. And if you do this, say, four weeks in a row, you're supposed to take like a light week. So, so say four weeks in a row, you add 10%, 10%, 10%. At that point, you're supposed to take a week that's about half of like your last successful week. In reality, I don't think you really have to schedule these in so much. I think a lot of times life will just come at you and you'll either go on vacation or just something will come up and you'll just end up having these lighter weeks here and there. And just know that will happen and know that it's not a big deal and, and really know that it's just giving your body a chance to heal if you have been doing a lot of weeks in a row without a break. And I think there is probably a limit on the 10% rule. Like if you're running, say, 100 miles in a week, I'm not sure if you can just make the jump to 110 miles the next week. And then from there, you know, you're doing 121 miles. Like that seems uh, a little crazy. But if you're the type of person running 100 miles a week, you're probably not listening to this podcast, to be honest. Like you're probably such an elite runner. I think that this can definitely apply up to, say, let's say up to 60 miles a week. And then from there, you probably have to adjust your expectations. So once you have added 10% to your current weekly mileage, you know how many miles you should be running in this upcoming week. So from there, you want to think how many days you want to run. And I think that four or five days works best for me. I know some people run three days, some people run six days per week. I have done that for certain stretches of my running career. But I would definitely recommend taking at least one rest day. Six days is probably a bit too much at this point. 
I would say that if you are planning on running three days a week, just give four days a try. I really found that once I've made the jump from three days to four days, my body uh, really responded well. Like, I think there is a certain amount of, let's call it uh, momentum that you get from running. And if you have some days that where it's like back-to-back runs or just like more days in a week, and I don't know if it's physical or mental, it's just even if it's the same amount of miles as you would have run in three days per week, I felt like I was improving much quicker once I had it spread over four days. So just something that you should give a shot trying to run four days in a week. Also, if you are running four days a week and something comes up and you miss one of your runs, it's like, well, you still ran three days that week. That's still pretty good. But if you're only shooting for three days per week, you really have to run those three days. Like you can't miss any of your runs. So running four days per week gives you a little bit more flexibility. So once you have how many days you're going to run in the next week, it's time to look and think about like what you have going on in your life outside of running in the upcoming week. That's just like something that's going to be a little bit different from everybody. I actually have found that running in the morning before work has been the best because it's just it's very rare that I have anything during that time. So just that's just when it's convenient for me. So like Monday through Friday in the morning, it's always going to be a good time for me to plan a run. You also might want to look at things like the weather upcoming. You know, usually the weather report is only good for like the next couple of days. But, you know, if you see that there's snow coming, it's maybe you want to make it so it's like you get a couple good runs in before the snow. And then hopefully you can just take a couple days to shovel and then get back to it. Like at least get to the gym after the snow has been cleared and, you know, go on a treadmill or something. So once you have taken account of what you have going on in that week, you can decide which days and probably at which times you're going to run. And really, this is just something that uh, you're going to have to find out what works best for you. There's some people that like running in the morning more. There's some people that like running at night more. If it's the summer, you're probably going to have to run in the morning unless you just like live in a really uh, cooler climate and you don't have to deal with hot, humid summers. And then you want to think about where you want your long run to be. I personally think that your longest run should be either the last day of your running week or the day before, with the last day being a rest day. Now, if you are training for a race, this long run, you eventually want this to stretch out to be the distance of the race you are training for. But for now, when you're first playing this out, it should just be the farthest distance you know you can run, whatever that is. And if you want to take a little bit of a walking break, that's just up to you. I think it's okay to have a couple walking breaks if you're just trying to hit a distance goal. There's some people that are really hardcore that would say, don't do that. But when it comes to actual race day, there's going to be times where people will just hand you little cups of water and things like that. And you're probably not going to be used to just running at your full speed and drinking these little cups of water. Like you're probably gonna have to slow down to a walk and and drink your water and then get back to running and that's fine. So it's okay to have a little bit of walking during your 
long run when you're first starting out. So you put your long run on your calendar, and then you subtract that from your total that you found by applying the 10% rule. And then you just kind of uh, spread out the rest of your runs throughout the week. And some things you want to think about is, like I said before, have at least one rest day after your long run. Definitely. And you might even want the flexibility to have two. And that's fine. Like if you take one rest day and you're not completely recovered from your long run, like it's totally fine to take a second day. I think that the first run of your week, so once you get back from resting from your long run, should be kind of a shorter run. And that's really up to what you're currently doing. So for me, like a shorter run is three miles. Like that's going to be the first run of the week is just going to be a little three mile run just to get back into it. This also kind of just gives your body a chance to recover even more from your long run. Like if you're only like 80% recovered and then you do just like a little short run, you'll recover even more. Another thing is I really like to have a short run the day before my long run. I almost feel like it's like a like a macro level warm up and it just gets my body ready to go before the long run. Even the day before a race, I'll do like a short run just to loosen up and get ready to go. And that's definitely something I would recommend to plan. So if you decide to put in these short runs, just subtract those from your grand total that you got from the 10% rule. And then from there, you'll have just some leftover miles. And you can just sort of spread these out however you want. You might have one or two more days left to run. You just sort of put these wherever you want to fit them. And there you go. You have your outline plan of your week of running. Now, one thing I like about this plan is that say you have a run that you either just miss completely for whatever reason, or say you're supposed to run three miles and you only run two miles. Well, what you can do now is spread those miles out over the rest of your week. You'll still be able to hit your weekly mileage goal and you can even add a little bit to your long run if you want. Like I end up doing that, you know, here or there. And you just have a lot of flexibility when it comes to making up your missed runs. Now, once you get to the end of your running week and it's the end of the first rest day after your long run, it's time to plan for your next week. And you kind of want to think about how your last week went. If everything went well, you did all your runs exactly how you planned, you know, that's great. You can just apply the 10% rule and make sure that your long run, you run a little bit longer and you're just good to go. If everything went well, but you realize that you're actually not recovering from your long run, then you want to take an additional day and plan that in, an additional rest day before you do your short run at the beginning of your week. If for whatever reason you did not have a successful week, then you really want to think about why it wasn't successful. Did you just overreach? Did you just have too ambitious of a week? Did you not get enough sleep before some of your runs? Was your nutrition off? Were you eating things or drinking things the night before a run that made your run not as good? Do you need to warm up more? Like, can you add a little bit of stretching or a little bit of walking before your runs? 
and just think about that. And then you can think about, do you want to stick with the mileage you did? Do you want to go back to the last mileage you did successfully? Is it just time to have one of those lighter weeks? Like, is this just an indication that you're perhaps overtraining and your body needs a little bit of a break? These are all questions you're going to have to answer yourself. And you can just make an adjustment from there. And it's fine. Like, it's totally fine. However, it went. If you had a successful week or unsuccessful week, it's like you you just want to adjust and just keep going. Just keep going and just keep adding up the weeks. And no matter what your mileage goal is, you're going to hit it. Just see how you feel. Keep track of your runs and you're going to be just fine. Now, what about time goals? Like, let's say you are training to get a certain time in a race and like just getting the distance is not really what you're shooting for. Now, this is not something I would recommend the first time you do a distance. Like, no matter what the distance is, I think the first time you race it, you should really just focus on finishing the race. And whatever time you get is the time you get. If you do want to get a certain time, you're going to have to add in some speed work. To start off with, one day a week of speed work is plenty. All the other days, and your especially your long run, should be at a somewhat easier pace. I've seen a lot of different things about how fast you should actually be running on all these other days. It's like I've seen two minutes per mile slower than your goal pace. I've heard it's like you should run at a speed that you're able to have a conversation with someone comfortably. But I think really what it comes down to is you should run at a pace that is just comfortable for you to run that distance. And it should just be a pace that like you don't even have to think about, really. You just go out there and you just run. Uh, <laughs> you just go out and run, and that's it. And that's good enough. Now, what should you do on your actual speed day? You should start off by warming up with one mile nice and slow. During this mile, it's like, Really feel, make sure that your shoes are tied the way that you like them. Just maybe do some exaggerated, like, high knees just to really loosen up your legs and just run nice and slow for one mile. Then, however much you want to run for your speed work, you just run at the speed that you want to finish your race. This is something that you might need to calculate beforehand, but let's say that in order to hit your goal, you need to run at an 8.45 pace. So what you can do is you do your one minute, your one mile warm up, and then file, follow it up with, say, one mile at 8.45, or however much you need to do. And then once you complete that, you do another mile, very slow, just cool down. And then each week, you just slowly increase this amount and it really depends on what you're training for like how much you can really increase for this so like if you're trying to do a 5k you might just start off doing like one mile warm-up half mile at your goal pace and then your one mile of recovery and then the next week you you only increase it to say uh three quarters of a mile 
But if you're doing, say, a half marathon, you might be able to do like one mile at your speed. And then the next week you, you add a whole mile. And it's really something that you're going to have to play around with. But you always want to be stretching out your speed work. I would say that you should definitely make time to have a rest day after your speed day. And I wouldn't have it as your first day of your running week. I would have that nice little short run first, and then the next day do your speed work, and then have a day off. And I would try to have as many days as possible between long runs and speed work, because really, at this point, like those are your two most important days of running. Like every day is important, but like those are your two most important running workouts. So you want to be as fresh as possible for each of those. And every time you do speed work, you should do like a little mini analysis about how you did, you know, see if you can actually do the increase, see if it's even reasonable, like what your goal is. Like if you can't even do the pace at all and you want to do a whole race, it might be too audacious of a goal. So you might want to just adjust your expectations to that. And that is pretty much all I have to say about the magic of planning your runs one week at a time. If you want me to review your plan or just ask any questions about running at all, you can reach out to me at the runningjumppod at gmail.com. It's runningjumppod at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at the runningjump. Now, I didn't really have any listener emails this week that would be suitable for answering on the podcast. So I'm just going to have a brief discussion on what I'm going to call ignoring angry people on the internet. Now, this extends way beyond running, but there are a lot of people out there that they're just talking about how if you want to be successful at anything, you have to grind all the time. You need to be in the hustle. You got to be grind, 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 hustle, 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 willpower, just like foot on the gas. Everything's hard. Every day's hard. Every day's a grind. If you're not grinding, you're failing. And I just don't think you should be listening to that at all. Because if you look at those people, if you really look at the people that are trying to push these types of ideas, they're never really happy. You know, they might have money or whatever, like maybe they have like a good time running or something. I don't know. But like you can just like look at their eyes and just know that, you know, this isn't making them happy like this grind stuff. And it's like I think they almost need to push this just so they can just like validate what they're doing. Just like, you know, grind, grind, grind. It's just so crazy. If you think about it, if you think about your life, anytime you succeeded at any kind of long term goal, it doesn't really feel like some kind of crazy grind like that. It's just kind of light. Like you just get in the flow. You just lay one brick at a time. And, you know, eventually the wall is built. It's just one step at a time. And it's just it's just like you're just in the flow. Like there's nothing grindy about it. It's like you just get in the flow. You get in good habits, good routines. And you just sort of get there. You just sort of get there at whenever you're supposed to get there. And it just feels good. And... You know, when it feel when you're at your happiest, when your life feels like it's going in the right direction, when you feel like your life has meaning, like like it just sort of feels easy. Like no matter what you're accomplishing, like no matter what you're doing, it just it just feels easy when you get in the flow. So, you know, if you're not grinding every day, like it's fine. 
Like it's fine. Like your your running is going well, and you don't have to listen to Gary Vaynerchuk. Like it's fine. Like sometimes you're gonna need some willpower, like just to get out the door, or like maybe like the last like rep when you're like lifting weights or something like that. But like even if you're lifting weights, like if you're like ah, it's some crazy grind. Like you're just gonna be all crazy, and like you're not gonna have good form, and you're gonna hurt yourself. Like it should just be nice, like in a flow, nice and controlled. And you're going to get to where you need to go. And it's fine. As an aside to this, I saw recently Runner's World posted something about, I don't know, it was either like running in silence, something like that. And there was just some guy who just like commented, Ugh, I don't know why anybody would ever run listening to music. But it's like, it's like, why did he even need to say that? Like, it's fine. It's... People just listen to music while it's running. Like, why is he so angry about this? And, you know, you could just be like, oh, I listen to music because of blah, blah, blah. But, like, you know that this guy, he's just going to be just, like, angry for no reason. So it's like you can just ignore these people, and it's fine. And it's like 15 years ago, you never would have even heard from these people because the internet just wasn't like that. Like, you didn't just hear from, like, random people just be like, ah, you got to grind and be miserable if you want to be successful. So... It's just something to think about is is don't be inspired by angry people. Don't worry. Don't ever read the comments of runner's world. Like it's all terrible. And uh, just go out there and do your little run and it's going to be good. And that's all I have today. If you have any questions or feedback or anything at all, uh, my email is runningjumppod at gmail.com. If you found this information useful at all, I would appreciate it if you subscribed or told a friend about it, tweeted about it. And that's all. I hope you have a great week and there will be a new episode every Tuesday morning.